Hi, welcome to the ministry of Prophet Daniel Jedu, a word and spirit based ministry because we are born of the word and born of the spirit. His God given mandate is to raise babes in Christ into spiritual maturity by a deliberate teaching of the complete and pure word of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit and to take the gospel to the nations of the earth. Prophet Daniel Jedu is the lover of the word and a passionate teacher of the word of God. And his ministry is accompanied by strong teaching, healing, and prophetic grace. All over the world, his teachings are busting the faith of many people and revealing what the mind of God is for them. Many people have come to receive supernatural encounters through his ministry. The message you're about to listen to has been designed specifically to grow you into spiritual maturity. So many people have received testimonies by listening to Prophet Daniel Jedu's podcast. Say your testimony with leaving a write-up of it in the comment section or you can send it to us via email at contact at wordloversglobal.com. Now, Prophet Daniel Jedu walks us through the word. Stay tuned. Numbers chapter 19 verse 1. We are talking about the ashes of the red heifer. But before that, let's go to um, Hebrews 9. Let's do Hebrews 9, 11. Hebrews 9, 11 to 13. But Christ, being come an high priest of good things to come, by a greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with hands, that is to say, not with this building. I want you to see first, okay? See first before you write. Verse 11, verse 12. Neither by blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood, he entered in once into the holy place. Because, you see, the church has not come to the realization of appreciating the blood of Jesus. So when you hear the blood of Jesus, you hear the name of Jesus, you are just normal. Because it has not, it has not entered the heart yet. You are talking about something like the blood of Jesus. That which brought all things to us. You need every reverence for it to hear what the Lord is saying concerning his blood. And most importantly, concerning his son, you need to understand. So let's give, let's give Jesus all the reverence. He said, for if the blood of bulls and goats, and then he mentioned, and the ashes of an heifer, sprinkling the unclean, sanctifieth to the purifying of the flesh, how much more shall the blood of Christ who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God. Purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. This is so sacred and profound that Paul, I believe Paul wrote the book of Hebrew, and Paul is comparing the earthly sacrifices to what Christ Jesus did. And he's trying to say that if what if what the earthly tabernacle experienced, God even gave reverence to it. How much more his son, 
who knew no sin, did no sin, and was no sin found in him. And his blood was so pure. He said, how much more? The reason why people don't appreciate the finished work of Christ. And so Satan is even helped from the pulpit to preach bitterness to the congregation. And so the church members are sitting down there and they are dirty. And when you are dirty, Satan can eat you. Because the Bible says, when God cursed Satan, he said you shall eat of the dust of the earth. Is that correct? So Satan is allowed to devour dust. If he finds dust on you, he will devour you. Yet the church has not come to understand it. Because we think once we were clean by the blood of God, of Jesus, then that was all. Unfortunately, the scripture tells you it is not. So you go back to verse 13. He says that, for if the blood of bulls and goats, then he mentioned, and the ashes of an heifer, sprinkling the unclean. If the blood of bulls and goats, and the ashes of heifer, and he added, sprinkling the unclean, sanctifieth to the purifying of the flesh. You see, you look at it, and without revelation, it doesn't even make sense to you. But that is a whole chapter. A whole ceremony that had to be done for 1,500 years. And it had to be done every day. Even awaiting the great day of atonement. You see, we are saved by grace without understanding. So we don't appreciate what has been done. But to the Jews and all those that went through that ordeal of sacrifices, once they become born again, they understand what it means. And that's what I want to share with you. He said the ashes of an heifer. How does an ash of an heifer, how does it help us? But he said it does something. It is sprinkled on the unclean. And it sanctifieth even to the purifying of the flesh. And when the Bible says purifying to the flesh, talking about bringing health. This is one of the ways you know that you're not supposed to, supposed to be sick. Because it brings health to your body. And anytime they went through this, no one, none of them get sick. So I'm going to take you through. Now, you can see from here that he says the blood of bulls and goats. Now, that statement, blood of bulls and goats, just gives you an idea of the book of Leviticus. Because the book of Leviticus is only the book that records law. It's called the book of law. I think I shared that with you. So you will be surprised to find this book of law or the law in the book of Numbers. Because the book of Numbers is not supposed to be the book of law. The book of Numbers is called Midrab. It's, it's supposed to be the, the journey of, uh, of the Israelites in the wilderness. Yet God separated one of the law. And placed it there. And actually not even one. And the laws that are found in the book of Numbers are amazing. In the book of Leviticus, he mentioned five, he started the whole chapter, five solid chapters. That speaks of the grace of Christ, the finality of the grace of Christ. And he used each chapter to speak of an offering or a sacrifice 
which depicts all the sacrifices, the various kind of sacrifices that Christ ought to go through. He began by talking, talking to us about the burnt offering. You remember? Which depicts Christ giving him his own, his, all, everything about him, everything about him unto his father. Yes. Sacrificing himself, the bull, to, him, to his father. And that was the highest kind of sacrifice that was given in those times. Then he went on to talk about what? The, the grain offering, which speaks of the perfections of Christ. Christ, the perfect offering. Because the Bible calls him the fine flower. There's no spot. There's nothing in there. It speaks of Christ, Christ as the fine man. The, the one who's qualified to be able to, um, to offer himself. And then the next one is what? The peace offering. As he offered himself between us and God, he was able to bring peace unto us. And the Bible declares that the first three offerings were an aroma all these three were an aroma unto God. And I explain what the, what the word aroma means in the Hebrew. Yes, Do you remember? Yes, what does it mean? Rest. It means rest. The aroma that was going means rest. He said it became an aroma unto God. Meaning that when God inhales Christ, he rests. That is why everything, music, prayer, everything should be about Christ. Because anytime he goes to the Father, he rests. There's only one thing that makes the Father rest. And that is his son. Then the last two, he began to talk about the sin offering. And the sin offering speaks of the offering where dung offers. Dung. Mm, feces are sacrificed together but that one doesn't go to God that one is for us and then the last one is, is talked about, about trespass offering you should know these things it will help you appreciate Christ Some, when somebody asks you how qualified is Christ how qualified is your Jesus you are talking about if you are comparing Moses to uh, Muhammad to, to Jesus how can you defend Jesus as the perfect man that can save all men. You will not find it in the New Testament. Because the New Testament is a summary of the old. The old gives you the details. Remember, the New Testament is the Old Testament revealed. And the Old Testament is the New Testament concealed. Trespasses, it speaks of our the sins we do every day. Our personal sins. That was also dealt with. So you see, if you don't understand that, you cannot understand and appreciate the fact that even your own sins that you commit, Jesus also died. He was, he was part of it. So Satan will come to you and throw arrows of condemnation and throw dust on you and you will believe. And a lot of people go through. Hmm. I don't have time to go through to let you know that even Solomon in the book of Romans, uh, Proverbs 30, I think from verse 18, he said these things, he, he was supposed to be the wisest man on earth. With wisdom. But he said there were things that were greater than him for him to comprehend. He reads the ashes of Hefer. And he can't, he can't understand what is meant, what, what the law is saying. Even for him seeing it in the, in the book of Numbers, he didn't get it. He said there are three things which are too wonderful for me. Yeah. But what I want to share is that Jesus is the key to unlocking all mysteries. 
He's the key to unlocking all mysteries in the, in the Old Testament. And that is why we are here tonight. And I want, you, I want that to be fixed in your head. That whatever we are looking in here, it is not. Because some of them I will mention, you will be afraid. But I'm trying to tell you that don't be afraid because Jesus is the reason. And once you can see Jesus in there, it would help you stay afloat. And rejoice. Alright, Numbers chapter 19. Now let's take the ashes of Hepha. Okay, and then let's look at it. Numbers chapter 19. Let's read from verse 1. I'm going to go through. Let's do NLT. I'm going to read through all through to 22. And then I'll take them one after the other and we'll finish it. Quickly. The Lord said to Moses and Aaron, Here is another legal requirement commanded by the Lord. <laughs> legal. Another legal. Why is there another? Because the rest were in the book of Leviticus. So this is another. Another legal requirement commanded by the Lord. Remember, I told you that the book of Numbers in the Hebrew is called Midrap, which means wilderness. So it's a book that speaks of the children of Israel in their wilderness. But in their wilderness, God is giving them a law, which is legal for their own good. And that is not different from us today. This world is also called Midrap. Born again, the world is, is our journey, is our, is our wilderness. So you are already in your wilderness. You are not of this world. You are in this world. You are not of this world. So just note that. You are already in your wilderness. There's no wilderness. You, you are already in your wilderness. Okay? Just appreciate that. That's why sometimes things can choke you small because you are in the wilderness. But Christ must be the light. So he said, tell the people of Israel to bring you, now I want you to notice, a red heifer, a perfect animal that has no defect and has never been yoked to a plow. Give me King James here. Note the word red, heifer, perfect animal, no defect. He said, this is the ordinance of the law, which the Lord had commanded, saying, speak to the children of Israel, that they bring thee a red heifer without spot, wherein is no blemish. Now, I want you to note it. He said, wherein, wherein is no blemish, and upon which never came yoke. So, he used two words I want you to notice. In that heifer is no blemish. And on that animal is no yoke. Okay? Yes, now, if you are if you're a deep thinker and you are hungry for God's word, you'll be asking, how can they find such an animal? Because you must find a heifer. What is an heifer? A heifer is a female cow. Okay? And I'll explain why it's a female cow. Why God chose female. So it's a female cow. And he says it must be red. The color of that animal must be red. <laughs> and then in the animal 
In the animal, there must be no, no there must not be any blemish. And upon the animal, no yoke. Wow. Now, it tells you how costly this animal would be. One, it tells you of the value of this animal. Now, since you understand the New Testament, you already know he's talking about Christ. So it gives you an idea of how valuable Christ is. And how rare he is. There's no, no one can, no one can take his place. No one can be Christ. No one can be Jesus. No one. Now, the red here gives you an idea of the blood of Jesus through his sacrifices. Is it not familiar to the book of Revelations? When John cried out and said, no one was able to take the, the scroll from the Father's hands, the Bible says, it said, turn and look. He said, I see a lamb which has been slain. So the lamb that came was already had blood on him. Okay? Yes, Put all the scriptures together, it will make sense to you. Yes, and then he said, so in him, no blemish, and upon him, no yoke. So it means that wherever you are going to buy from, you must find out if they have ever put a yoke on him. It tells you that this animal they are bringing has no sin. Okay? Because yoke is a type of sin. <laughs> so you, you can't find one that has a yoke on him. It, it, it won't work. And you can't, de you can't um, deceive the Lord. <laughs> Verse 3. Please be quick. Give it to Eliezer the priest. And it will be taken outside the camp. Please note outside the camp. I'll come to that. And slaughtered in his presence. Eliezer will take some of its blood on his finger. And sprinkle it seven times towards the front of the tabernacle. This is familiar, right? Yes, sir. As Eliezer watches, the heifer must be burned. Its hide, that means the skin, meat, blood, and dung. Okay? Yes, dung is, is, is not, is not, uh, dung is not, is, is too harsh. You know, some translation will say offals. You know, offals is more gentle, more formal. Right? Yes. Dung is too, yeah, but I mean, I like dung. Until you see how your, our sin was like dung, was like human feces. That's what it means. And he said, this offering, everything must be burned, everything must be burned together. And obviously, if this is going to be bent together with the feces, remember that the aroma is not going to God. Go on. Eliezer the priest must then take a stick of cedar. I want you to remember cedar. A high soap branch and some scarlet yarn, which means red yarn or threads. Throw them into the fire where the heifer is being burning. So whilst you are burning the animal after the, the throat has been cut and the blood has been taken, 
and the whole animal is being burnt. Now remember, in the burnt offering and the other offerings, the animal had to be chopped. Here, everything is being burnt together. In, with everything inside, whether good or bad, they are being burnt together. But remember that he said that in the animal, there is no blemish. In the animal, there is no blemish. Okay? All right. I will explain to you. You will find out that, okay, let's go on. Then the priest must wash. Now, when they are done throwing the scarlet, the cedar, and the high soap. Remember the high soap? The high soap was the same thing they dipped in the vinegar and gave to Jesus. Did you bother to find out what the high soap was? Okay. So they gave to Jesus to drink and he refused. We talk about it on, on Wednesday. So he said these three should be, the, the branch should be put into the fire as it's burning. The high soap should be put in there as it's burning. And then the scarlet should be also put there as it's burning. And then he's saying when they are done, the priest must wash his clothes and bathe himself in water. Afterward, he may return to the camp. So this offering is done outside the camp. So if you know the camp, where the tabernacle is, they don't do it in there for that particular sacrifice. Remember, the sin offering too is not done inside. All the offerings that has dung are not sacrificed within the camp. It is sacrificed outside the camp. He said, though he will remain ceremonially unclean until evening. I want you to know that. This is a priest. He will go and witness. He wasn't the one who killed it. The Bible said they must kill it in front of him. But when he is done, witnessing everything, even though he didn't touch anything, he is as unclean as those who did it. So when he is coming back, he must wash himself, bath himself with water. Now, one of the key words I want you to be seeing in this chapter is the word water. Water. You'll be seeing a lot of water, water, water. Bath with water. And he too will remain unclean until evening. So when he comes back into the town, into the camp, he is still unclean until a particular time. Until evening time. So note all these words. I will explain every one of them by the grace of God. Verse 9. Then some, someone who is ceremonially clean will gather up the ashes of the heifer. So remember, all the people that were there, they killed everything, they are all ceremonially unclean. So now when they are done, they are burning that animal, the bones, etc. So it tells you of the fire that is burning. And they must burn everything within that animal until it becomes an ash. Okay? Yes, sir. Alright. So that's where the ashes of Hepha came from. So the, the female goat, the red female goat in whom there's no blemish on, which, on whose uh, neck there's not been any yoke, is burned until it becomes ashes. Yes, now somebody who is ceremonially clean, I want you to also note that, ceremonially clean, will gather up the ashes of the Hepha and deposit them in what? In a purified place outside the camp. They will be kept there for the community of Israel to use in their water. For the what? Purification ceremony. 
Go back to Hebrews chapter 9, verse the 13. Hebrews 9, 13. He said, For if the blood of bulls and goats, now look at the next one, and the ashes of an heifer, sprinkling the unclean, sanctify it to the purifying of the flesh. Can you see that? Yes, sir. So this is what Paul was talking about. Could you believe that whilst Paul was writing this book of Hebrews, there were still some Jews, Israelites, who were still performing sacrifices. So he was writing to tell them. He mentioned it, that even as a data, they were still sacrificed. Because they believed so much in that one. Don't look too far. Are people not bathing people at the, sh- at the beach? Yes, sir. Are people not using concussion to bath themselves to be clean? All right, go back to. So you see where we got this one from. Yes. All right, numbers. Then someone, have we read this one? Okay, so they would. Okay, I'll read again. Then someone who is ceremonially clean will gather up the ashes of the heifer and deposit them in a purified place after the camp. They will be kept there for the community of Israel to use in the water for the preparation of ceremony. This ceremony is performed for the removal of sin. You will know what kind of sin it is. Go on. The man who gathers up the ashes of the heifer must also wash his clothes. And he will remain ceremonially unclean until evening. This is a permanent law for the people of Israel. Thank God it was for them. And any foreigner... So you can't go far. <laughs> and any foreigner who live amongst them. Go on. All those who touch a dead human. So this is the sin. All those who touch a dead human body will be ceremonially unclean for seven days. And I want you to notice seven days. And then go on. They must purify themselves on the third and seventh day. So I want you to notice third and seventh day. With the water, another water of purification. Then they will be purified. But if they do not do this on the third day, I want you to notice that statement. If they do not do that on the third day, the third and seven days, they will continually be unclean even after the seventh day. All those who touch a dead body and do not purify themselves in the proper way, defiles the Lord's tabernacle, and they will be cut off from the community of Israel. You should be catching it by now. Are you sure you are catching it? Since the water, another water of purification, was not sprinkled on them, what is the water of purification? Now, the water in which the ashes of Hepha were poured. So it means that when they carry a dead body outside the camp, they are ceremonially unclean because they touch a dead body. Now, when they are returning to be clean, they must use the water that contains the ashes of heifer to sprinkle their body. They don't do it themselves. They need somebody who is ceremonially clean to dip the high soap into the water and sprinkle them. So once the water touches their bodies or touches them, they are ceremonially clean. You get it now? So one who is not clean cannot purify himself. 
So the one who is ceremonially unclean needs somebody who is ceremonially clean to make them ceremonially clean. Not all these. We'll get into it. How does this concern you? Since the water of purification was not spoken on them, their defilement continues. So their defilement continues. Because that water, the only thing that can make them free from sin. Remember, he said that water that contains the ashes of Hepha, it is used for what? Removing sin. In the New Testament, what, what is it related to? Removing sin. Yeah, but the blood, when you speak of the blood, you speak of two things. Forgiveness and redemption. So, no, that's, that's exactly what you are saying there. Because this one, the ashes of Hafer, is doing the same thing. It means that once the ashes is poured on you, you have been forgiven. It means that sin that you have been committed in the eyes of God has been removed. You didn't fornicate, you just touched a dead body. Do you know what it means? Even if somebody, you see it, even if somebody dies in the tabernacle, and you guys are just carrying the dead body out, you carry the dead body, or your body even touches the dead body, or you sit where the dead body is, if you touch where the dead body was, you are ceremonially unclean, you are defiled. Thank you for listening to this message. We believe you have been blessed by it. We are Word and Spirit and we invite you to worship with us. You will fall in love with our Wednesday teaching service, Christian Rayma 9 at 6 p.m. Encounter the supernatural in our Friday services, dubbed Night of Bliss at 6 p.m. And sit under the reign of heaven in our Furnace service on Sunday at 8 a.m. Follow the Prophet of God on his official Facebook page, Prophet Danny-L Jedu, and on Instagram as Prophet Danny L. Jedu. For videos, you can subscribe to his YouTube channel. Prophet Daniel Jedu's book, Partnership with the Lord is Out, and it's selling fasting prints and on Amazon. This book has all you need to help you assess your God-given right. You can contact Word and Spirit International Contact Services on plus 233-54722-1773 or plus 233-50432-8959 for any inquiries. So many people are listening to Prophet Daniel Jedu's podcast on Podbean and many have received testimonies by listening. We want you to share your testimony with us by leaving a write-up of it in the comment section or sending it to us via email to contact at wordloversglobal.com. You were made to live from glory to glory and your testimony is about to shake the world. You are blessed.